Hello, I'm Mike Patra, and I'm the host of the Hoopball DFS Today podcast. Come join us as we go game by game, breaking down our top plays, fades, values, pivots, and talk overall strategy for both tournaments and cash games. And the best part, we're doing this seven days a week. So come check us out. That's Hoopball DFS Today. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Mike Patria for any updates, listener contests, and DFS information. <laughs> well, the Gaza Brew Show! Yeah! You said I'm a bright light cause I'm a shining star. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you get the reference. Uh, I did see Boogie Nights the other night. Uh, that movie is classic. Oh, yes. It's a timeless movie. It's, it is. Uh, that is one that if I'm flipping through channels and it's on, I usually watch it. It's kind of like a time capsule movie of where, where were you when that was released or filmed or whatever have you. Um, fun stuff. Fun stuff, Boogie <laughs> Nights. I uh, didn't think that would be my mm-hmm. open, but here we are. How you doing, Kaz? So, yeah. so um, to catch the listeners up, me and Kaz have actually been on the phone all week long. Having I know, a good time. Crazy. Yes, indeed. <laughs> it's been good. We've been covering angles, things. Uh, not a lot of basketball talk, but uh, it's been good to catch up with you week this week, sir. And uh, we are knee deep in NBA playoffs. It is knee deep. It has been great. I'm actually going to say it's it's going like it's. I'm about mid thigh deep. Mid thigh deep. <laughs> I'm like all the way underwater because I mean I got a lot going on over here, but it all lends itself to watching all these games. And mm-hmm. you know, like I do a lot of childcare, running the company. Nobody's going anywhere. COVID sucks. <laughs> you, do lot, you do a lot of childcare. You mean your child, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that what when you say? When you say I'm doing a lot of well, childcare. You, you didn't know I run a I run a kindergarten or a, a, a preschool or childcare. I decided to start one during COVID. I thought that would be a good investment. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm doing a lot of childcare, cause it's it's you know. So basically, it's it's kind of cool. So like me and Sky will like watch basketball, and he's kind of. Like just sort of transfixed by it, he just watches it and he's he's cool with it. I think he likes it. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't like to stay still for for too long, but um, you know we're just sitting there watching basketball, and I'm like, man, this isn't that bad at all. Um, we're uh, but it's a lot of basketball. It's 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 been. I I think it's kind of like a uh, March Madness, but without the elimination game factor kind of feel yeah because it's all day yeah a little bit and yeah i mean I like basketball has been good though we're, we're starting to get into the 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 philadelphia sixers you know falling apart portion of the the show so uh <laughs> some of the basketball ain't yeah. great the, the the denver nuggets falling apart before your <laughs> eyes part of the show um so that stuff's not always fun especially if you're betting on the nuggets which for some reason I yeah. have been. Um, yeah, that was a uh, missed that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I I, it, I I shoved a bet in, so like I gave a big speech I think on two days ago, whenever that was, about how I was going to be responsible with my plays, 
I wasn't just going to bet all this BS that I was betting previously because I finally hit a cold streak. Um, so I, I responsibly bet about four games and hit them. But then yesterday, the Denver Nuggets went from like minus one and a half to plus one. And I said, oh, just take my money. And I threw the bet out there. And it was, it, the bet was dead within the first three minutes. <coughs> because Nikola Jokic has decided he's upset and he does not want to play hard. Among uh, yeah, well, I think there's a couple of guys on the team that don't want to play hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the basketball hasn't really, you know, it was at, it was kind of peaking there for a bit, and and it's still been very good um, overall. So we got a lot to cover. We got all those series. Um, I feel compelled to mention that that the the Zena Mendel song is stuck in my head from the Geico ad. Jeez. Here's my other thing about that. Now that we're on the tangent, let's let's stay on the tangent. Who now you told me last night that she's the, the voice of Frozen? She is. Yeah. This is she a singer? I, I mean I just think like the first time I heard that that, that commercial, I was like, dude, like I'm f I, I know this is a famous person, but like they're not a very good singer. <laughs> and I'm like I'm like why? And I'm just like, you know, and then you said it was the Frozen. I'm like, okay, well, you're a kid singer, so maybe you don't have to be that good. But I just remember thinking, like, I mean, is she a pop singer or was she just. She, she was just a this role? Broadway. Singer. She's a Broadway person? That, yeah, yeah. What? So that kind of. But you're she's right. No, she does. She, she has a kind of whiny sort of a deal there. Yeah. Which I guess goes Sarah good in a kid's movie. I guess, yeah. What's her but, name? Uh, Adina Menzel, I think. But, I mean, if you watch all these games, which I do, you're getting the same five advertisements every single oh. commercial break. And I can't yeah. remember the other four because that damn Geico ads really screwed up my life. Which is <laughs> not great for Geico. I, I, was, I was trying to think, is that what they want for me to hate them? Or if they're just <laughs> like it was a good ad that just went a little bit too far. Here's one. Here's one. If you type her in, the little thing comes up. Little things that has you know has you know born. You know, she's forty nine, born in Queens, and it says height five feet four inches, same as Renee Zellweger. <laughs> <laughs> Is that on <a> Wikipedia? <laughs> Like, why is that the reference? Do they have one for every height? Do they go this five seven, same as Beyonce? It's like, like, like because well, this is like I'm basketball around, comps. So, totally, it's like because I'm around Renee Zellweger a lot, and so now I have a good reference. Like Renee, she's my neighbor. So like now I was concerned. You know, I hang out with Renee Zellweger, Beyonce, and Oprah all the time. So if you if you're gonna tell me a height, please name one of those people so I'll have a really good reference as to how tall they are. I, I don't know about you, Cos, but right now I'm comfortable. <laughs> when I can know that her height is that of those you mentioned, <laughs> I'm comfortable in my safe place. Uh, oh, she, was, she was married to Tay Diggs. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Oh well, you know what? Because I I needed to look up. This is okay. So. We'll get to basketball, but you know, I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm having to rock Skylar to sleep, 
um, you know, we're going through sleep training, all this stuff, and, and I know I'm not supposed to be rocking, or it depends on whatever book you read. That's not important. I'm sitting there, and it's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of the night, I need my sleep, and that damn song's in my head, and I'm, like, starting to get really upset. Like, ah, this song will not leave my head, and um, you know what, cause I don't know. I don't know. I'm too upset, actually. I can't even talk about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I re- no, no, no! I looked it up. I looked it. I, I looked it. I, 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 I go commercial. It is. I looked it up. It was, you know, it's, uh, something about a taxidermy, and and I lost it the next day because I, I looked it up. But anyway, oh yeah, the comments on it said Tay Diggs. There was Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs knew when he divorced her or something. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, that's um, that's really the, the the most important thing about the bubble is that that damn song has ruined my life. Um, yes. But yeah, no, uh, basketball. So let's go through these series here because there's just a ton of, of, of stuff going on. We'll probably flip through and, um, you know, retire some series. Let's do that real quick. Let's do Boston, Philly. Uh, this shouldn't be surprising, right? Like we, none of, none of us over here at the Cos and Bruce show invested much in, in Philly. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's an interesting, um, you, I don't know, like, it's hard to, when you watch professional athletes quit, that's really, that's, that's they, really Are they the most life. quitty of the teams that we've seen? Because I think they are. Well, Denver's, you know, right there. They're, they're, they're trying, you know, um, to, to get in that mix. I mean, they, they, Boston, I mean, don't get me wrong, Boston's better, right? But in game two, they quit. Philly flat out quit. Everybody quit. Well, I kind of thought like, game one they quit as well. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but it's, I mean, to me, this is all about Embiid. In fact, if if you want to win, win or cover whatever whatever you care about most, I say you. I mean, and this will never happen. But if you benched Embiid, I think they would they would be energized and they would go on a run. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't be good for them because Embiid's the only thing they got going. And he was good in game three. He he did. Well, Good is good is a little yeah good is good is a little much but like but he started doing the things that we we expect out of him when he's good like taking the ball down to the block and repeatedly punishing somebody over and over and over again and you know building an offense around that we saw that in game three but in game one and two the thing that got me with him is he's playing drop coverage on pick and rolls his head is underneath the rim like he. I mean, guys like some of the best shooters, Ken, Kemba Walker coming off of a screen and seeing nobody in front of him, you know, like over and over and over again. And I've never understood yeah. that. The only two there's I've seen Embiid do that kind of thing and DeMarcus Cousins. Maybe Jokic as well. Where not the, not the, no one's going to get any of them confused with uh, Akeem Olajuwon and Bill Russell. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I don't understand, like, how does Embiid get all this, like, great defensive player respect? And it's like, I mean, I get, like, when he's engaged, he'll make a great play. But half the time he's playing yeah. drop coverage 10 feet from a I'm, very good shooter. But, I, I mean, I am, like, the, the idea that, like, I mean, he's a player, don't get me wrong. But the idea that you're going to keep switching, I mean, I just don't, I mean, I think we've beat, beat it to death on the show. At least I have, you know, like, the, they're not even making teams do screen and rolls. It's gentlemen's agreements that you're going to switch. Like, 
even if he was motivated, like how many possessions in a given game could a guy that big play <laughs> against a Kemba Walker or a Jason Tatum? Like, you know, even if he was trying, you only have so much in you at that size. So I just don't know when you know, coaches are going to be like, Maybe we should trap it, or maybe we should fight over it. Or I, I just don't, you know, I, I just can't. I just there's got to be some analytics on it because that's the only thing I can think. I, I mean, I mean, not to go spin into a different series, but Malone called for one, one through five, switching all one through five positions, and this was at the pivotal moment of this game three yesterday um so the pivotal moment was like five minutes into the first quarter like you could tell it was like getting away from them and he's like one through five one through five and i'm sitting there thinking like so you're and i like michael malone as a coach your idea of 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 trying to get out of this right now is switching everything okay i mean i i just i don't know like like what like what you're saying is like is giving the other team instant mismatches the right way to go um because what i don't what i don't i don't understand about the analytics is it's it's not a it's not a good test because everyone's doing it you can't you can't say this is the way it's done if no one does anything else (laughs) like you can't say like switching everything is really the best strategy if no one does another strategy so the the analytics are garbage you know there's not like half the teams everybody's switching at least one through four everybody's doing that so you can't there's no there's no there's no analytics to be had (laughs) it's just this is just what everyone's doing you know and it's clear it's not working there is the nick nurse which is getting hyped up i'm sure there's like 10 teams doing this but kind of zoning up different aspects of the coverage uh, and then you know like a quick matchup out of that zone and then fall back into the zone and, and you know kind of do different things here and there like i get yeah. I, I like that w- stuff yeah they want and they want a championship <laughs> yeah exactly they're good at it and but they think they're but there there's a commitment to the game to try to figure out what the best angle is there when when it's all just switching it's it's like it feels like hey we know you guys don't want to fight over that screen so let's just switch it and that's uh, not going to cut it. It's, it is lazy. And, and it seems I can't even imagine a Joel Embiid going around a screen, like crashing over the top of it or trying to get through it. That, that, I, I, has he done it? I've never seen it, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, no, but back to the, to the main story. Philly is down 3-0, and they, um, they, they did have a little bit more fight in their game for game three. But when push came to shove, they just did not have either the talent. Um, and, and even with Embiid, there was just probably like 10 to 15, maybe even 20 plays, with shots, whatever. Usually shots where you're just thinking that, uh, you know, that face-up dribble. You dribble like five times and then you stepped into a fadeaway 18-footer on the baseline. Probably not inspiring your teammates, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I and I can I mean, because I thought Legler had a really good, um, I think it was game two analysis, but he was like, he was he was like showing all the times that like they just don't pass it to him down there, mm. and so it's one of those things like he's like. 
because he he's like there has he's like this this isn't this isn't just just an Joel Embiid problem. He said it's a kind of a team IQ problem, and he had like two or three possessions where like he's got like great possession. He's got his arm up calling for the ball, and they just they don't even look at it. You know, they took some like fade away, like long two, and you're just like, okay, like there has to be. So I think he gets a little bit, you know, out of sorts when like about staying down there when he like continually continuously doesn't get the ball. But like for me, the main thing is like he's he's never in shape. Like all of the great big men, they run the floor. You have to run the floor. Well, if you, you look at Ennis Cantor in that series, it's funny. Like he's he's getting off on running, like turn and run and sprint, and like he's dragging three defenders with him into the paint every single time. And you see him bead behind him, looking like it's his first day of practice. You know, like please stop running me down the floor. You can see it on his face, and it's it's like it's the most disheartening thing that big men do. Is like not only am I going to give it to you every single time on the block in the half court, but I'm also going to sprint down court. I'm going to I'm going to drag make your point guards follow me because your tired ass can't can't keep yeah, up. Yeah, and that and like, can you imagine that you you you're the guy on camera that's late on the contest for the corner three or whatever it is, and it's because right. you got sucked in by Ennis Cantor, and so the camera's like, oh, you you're you're late on your coverage. Yeah. You know, and and I mean, so that's the kind of stuff that pulls a team apart. And I think with Joel Embiid, we've been we've been saying it here the whole time is is like trade these guys, get rid of them, you know, get them, get a get a high value while you can, because you can't win a championship with him as your best player. You can't win a championship with Ben Simmons as your best player, Um you know, and and that's now now, though, their values are all going to kind of crater a little bit. Like there will be a bad team out Not there that that wants to get in somebody on Joel Embiid. Somebody, yeah, it'll probably oh, be I the Kings. I think, <laughs> well, they, how many years does he have left? The Kings would definitely. I think they would. They would do something, do something silly. <laughs> they would do something silly, and I'm no. This is I'm being completely facetious with this, but uh, Boston, for their part, you know, no Gordon Hayward. I thought he was playing really well. Um. Not quite sure about the mustache. Yeah, he was. He was playing well. But, um, I mean, they got a really unique team where you, you go Kemba, Jalen, and um, Tatum almost shot me out of a win yesterday uh, on the gambling side, which is a great time to bring up mybookie.ag. Had a little hesitation there, so I have to work on that. Uh, use code HOOPBALL. Go, go to mybookie.ag. I'm doing a read, cause because I, I mentioned gambling. Which we're we're doing a lot of here at the Hoob. We're doing a lot of gambling. I'm winning. That's important for everybody to know. I'm 28 and 18 this year. Thank you very much. That's pretty good. Um, but 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 I had the Celtics yesterday, minus five, and Tatum like he tried to shoot me out of the thing. I don't know what his final numbers were, but uh, but the but the uniqueness of that lineup is you got four guys now three um, that that can really get into the lane. And, you know, do a lot of stuff on the playmaking side. So just a quick, you know, up and down kind of a deal. And uh, when you throw in the combo of Tice and Canner, you know, you, you get a you get an interesting sort of a look from the, these Celtics. I don't think they're going to go anywhere, and especially with, with uh, Hayward 
going down, but they looked really sharp. Or they have looked very sharp in this this series so far. And I don't know, as my phone thinks that I'm trying to make a phone call. Thank you, Siri. No, I'm not. I'm doing a show. Um, any thoughts on the Celtics before we, we spin around into some of these more interesting series? Uh, yeah, they're going to be all, all the stars going to be sitting on the bench uh, laughing it up in about, about, you know, four minutes left of the third because they're going to be up 30. That's, <laughs> that's what they they, so, have so a, you, they have a get they have a payoff basically. <laughs> so so as I stare at the uh, Boston Celtics minus eight and a half, I've been looking at that and and these lines are are weird because like there's no home court advantage, and so like we'll talk about like uh, Indian in the Heat or probably Indian yeah Indian the Heat here in a second and so like. <clears throat> Miami beats them once pretty handily. Miami beats them twice pretty handily. And it's like, what's going to change for this team to actually change what's going on the floor? I mean, I understand guys will miss or make shots kind of, you know, that's that's the variance. Um, but, like, in a bubble situation, if we're looking at Philly and Boston, you know, what about Philly, you know, makes me not want to take Boston minus eight and a half? Like, it, do they have any pride left? Do they just fold um, I guess that'll be somewhat interesting to watch if you're gaming on it. So cause cause would take Boston minus eight and a half. That's interesting. Cause I was looking at Boston minus eight and a half. Uh, let's spin through quickly. Uh, Toronto and Brooklyn. Um, once Joe Harris left the bubble for a personal matter, I thought, well, that makes this completely uninteresting. And, uh, I've been writing the Toronto side of the line and the gaming side. Um, I don't think there's much to talk about there. You got any news and notes for those that haven't watched that series, Cause? No. No. They're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little disappointed in the Levert. I mean, I, I, he's kind of, I don't know. I, I thought he was uh, well, on his way to really, uh, you know, using this. I mean, it's not surprising the that they've lost, but I'm a little surprised that I thought they'd be losing with him putting up big numbers, but, you know, tip of the hat to... Toronto's got a lot of defense there. I just want to shout out Fred Van Vliet. Like, he might be their best player right now. And and I and I, and I say that sort of tongue-in-cheek because, you know, you got Siakam, Lowry, you got all these other guys that are close. But, like, they keep giving... Yeah, I, I'm good. I'm good with that. <laughs> but I mean, he's the second. He's the second best player. I don't think there's any doubt there. I mean, but like, I, I mean, he's, it just seems to me like his. I I nearly flipped out because like he played 38 minutes a game this year, and mm-hmm. it was just like wow, like that's a ton of minutes. And you got this deep team, and they they kind of cycled through injuries all year, so like guys could you know, I felt almost like load management but like so he always had an opportunity for big minutes but that's a ton of minutes that I don't think when when you look at the top minutes guys in the NBA every year it's always like all NBA guys just like every year and usually it's like 35 36 now nobody plays these big minutes anymore he's got 38 and then in the playoffs here he's getting like 43 you know so it's like they definitely rely on him a ton um, shout out Fred Van Vliet you will make some money on your next deal. Um, let's spin around to Milwaukee, Orlando. Um, the proverbial game one upset. 
occurred. One and one heading into <laughs> today's game. Milwaukee minus 12 and a half is, is what I'm on. Um, that we just, we just assume that this goes away, right? Like that they just kind of, you know, they, they lost their game and now they, they get on with it. Is, is that where, where you're seeing it go? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, yeah, I mean, Orlando's not very good, and they, you know, I think the way that they lost the last one was pretty disheartening. I think they'll come out and fight. They'll, again, they're not going to be like Philly, but they, they're just not very good. I mean, they're just not a good team. There's, there's no other way to put it. They're undermanned, and they're just not good. They, you know, they're just not good. So I kind of you know, think they have Milwaukee, a better shot without Aaron Gordon. I don't. I mean, it's the playoffs. You need your good players. <laughs> you need good players. He's, he's not. They they don't have. I mean, he, he's no he's no Wessa Wundu. <laughs> yeah, I, I I know. Um, I just I, I, I mean, he, he, so you know how people think they're better than they are, and it like compounds issues. Like he, he Gordon on offense, like I have not watched him more than like five times and go and where I go, okay, yeah, that's an asset on offense. Um, and defensive, but he's on their team. He's on their team, and he's better than most of the players. So it's it's kind of a, like in a perfect world, sure. I mean, you probably would want someone else there, but that's they got who they got. You well, know, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying they won without him in game one. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think there's much to go on here, uh, unless you're sort of tracking the Bucks and thinking like, okay, and you've seen this in the lines. I don't know what the. Uh, there, I'll crack open some championship odds here, but they've really shifted. They've shifted towards the Clippers, and they've shifted away from the Lakers, and they've shifted a little bit away from the Bucks now at plus three thirty-five. Uh, with the Raptors still, I mean, I, I, I got it. I, I got more than enough money on the Raptors at at better odds, so I'm not like trying to dump more money into them. But they're plus six fifty. So if you're trying to figure out, okay, hey, where are the cracks with the Bucks? Um, I mean, it's all the obvious stuff still. You know, they, they get reliance on Giannis. You know, they, they, they get stagnant with Giannis. Um, you know, the, the teams wall them off. It, I, I don't know that we're learning anything new in this series. Um, do you see anything out of this series that, that, that would kind of change things for you? I, I forget. Did you take Toronto as well? Yeah, I did. Okay. To go to the finals? Yeah. Yeah, I picked I picked Toronto as well. Okay, so so, so you're you're um, not on the Bucks like yeah, everybody no, else is on the Bucks. Yeah, I think I think it'll be you know when they get out of this one and they move on to Miami, I think it'll be even worse because that's the next matchup, right? There, that's the yeah, is yeah. That the four I mean, five Miami. Uh, yeah, it's a four five. So and... I think that will so be even. I think it'll even be worse. I think that the Bucks will win again. But I, I again, I think you're going to see all these these cracks. Well, and I, I don't know what I don't know what um, he's waiting for. I don't know what I don't know what they're they're not going to win with Giannis taking the ball <laughs> at the top of the key, uh, seventy possessions a game, and try, it's not just not going to work. He's just not a good enough playmaker. So yeah, they, that's. They it's, need, 
that's the thing, yeah. right? Like they they did this big experiment that started off pretty damn well of putting him at point guard, you know, back in the Jason Kidd days, and yep. now what you have is is really like a I don't know what NFL football player to compare him to, but he's so yoked out that like there's no real pull up to his game. So everybody just loads up and he can get an edge wherever he wants. Cause he's strong enough and fast enough, but like, and he can pass out of those situations. But at the end of the day, you're not truly, you're just afraid of him running rough shot all over you physically. So if you can wall him off, then everything right. bogs down. And so let's go to that next series, uh, Miami and Indy. So I've been, this has been my safe place in, in the betting uh, world. The second to last game of the bubble, <clears throat> the Heat and, and Pacers rolled out their, their main guns against each other. And this was the, the famous Jimmy Butler is going to shut up uh, uh, TJ Warren up. And he did. And they won pretty handily in that game. And you got a real good chance to see what you know the, the full Miami squad looked like against a... not decimated, but pretty decimated Pacers squad. So that's been playing out in the first couple games. Uh, Miami, they, they have their, their issues. And and you, you mentioned them in the last show of perimeter defense um, with their guards, Tyler hero, Goran Dragic, uh, just keeping the, the indie guards in front of them. And that's where Indy stayed close with, with guys like Malcolm Brogdon. Um, Oladipo hasn't been getting it done uh, too much. TJ Warren has uh, been good, but he can't really overcome Jimmy. And he's, uh, you know, he's only one guy at the end of the day. They're, they're kind of like two guys short, the, the Pacers are. So uh, this will be a really interesting one today. I took the Pacers, or pardon me, the, the Heat minus five because I'm like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. There's no home court advantage here. I don't see what changes the calculus other than pride. And I think that the the Pacers, <clears throat> under Nate McMillan, who I will say has done a pretty good job, uh, they've played hard. So I just don't see what the calculus change is there. So if we assume that they go and advance against my, or, or pardon me, advance against uh, Milwaukee, are we at a place where we would consider Miami to be able to beat them? I wouldn't, but because I think so. It's an on the it's an on the table with, thing for you. Miami beating them? No, that's not on the table. So you don't think Miami can beat Milwaukee? I don't think they have any chance whatsoever to beat, to okay. beat Milwaukee. I, th- I thought you might I, have I said it the other can, way around. No, 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 no. I, I think that they can. I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be tight. I just don't know that. I think Milwaukee's defense is good enough to like make someone else besides Jimmy beat them. So, I, and I don't know where they go for that. I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't think that Tyler Hero can get tough shots off. Yeah, yeah it I is about those tough that. shots. It's against, against Eric Bledsoe. You know, I, I don't I don't know if he's there. <laughs> so um, but, you know, Bam will be interesting. I, I just think that Milwaukee's got a little I really like the way uh, DiVincenzo and Connington are playing. 
And They're I, good, man. I, I, yeah, I just can't see that Miami's got enough to to be able to to score. Right? There'll, there'll be some stretches where it's going to be ugly. I think Miami is going to make it a, the series that it needs to be for them to have a chance. You know, I, I can't. There's not. I don't think there'll be a blowout at, ever in that in that series. Um, I'm really looking forward to that, that series. Have. Yeah, I think it is, and I think that I think that you know people are really gonna. I think you'll see those odds shift further away from Milwaukee once uh, once that series happens. Cause well, they're, after they're the gonna... first game, yeah, I, I'm probably going to bet pretty heavy on not heavy, you know, kind of try to stay away from betting heavy on the underdogs. Um, but that probably comes in, I would think, at about like plus 350, plus 300, something like that. So, I mean, uh, I, I'm not going to probably uh, – we'll talk about that next week or whenever. Um but I like Miami there. I, I really do. I, I think that they've. I put it this way. I'll, I think they have a shot. I, I wouldn't be betting money on it if I didn't think they at least had a shot. Because I mean, look, you can you can. I, I think Bam can cover Giannis kind of outright. So like you can do some different stuff. Teams are loading up on Giannis, and you know that feeds everybody else. You you could go. Stay home on everybody else. Let Bam do his thing, and then the question is, like you said earlier, is can the others on Miami generate enough offense to get around the fact that there are pretty good defenders on, you know, Milwaukee's side of the line that match up well with probably everybody on the roster. Um, maybe a d- here, defensive my, series. Maybe I'll take the under everywhere. I would that that I would definitely be a smart play in my opinion like the, the issue like it for Miami to win they have to really commit everybody if Bam's gonna be one of the the main dudes or the almost I mean I, I can't imagine that it's gonna be too many more people I think it's gonna be Bam Iguodala and Butler right mm. and that's who I that are gonna be on him and especially when Bam's on him you have he his job has got to be cover him if he gets down there i'm immediately blocking out and the guards have to commit to going down and getting rebounds and, and so that's going to mean that they're not really going to get any fast break points ever not that they're not that they run a lot but you know guys like duncan robinson and stuff they they do get those they're such good shooters robinson and hero they they do get going with some of those you know fast break threes when they're struggling at times and I just don't think that any of that's going to be available for them. So they're they're really going to have to execute for a lot of possessions in half court. And I just don't I just don't think that they can do that. Um, you know who's also I, I playing be- uh, good defense for the Heat is um, Crowder. Yeah, I didn't even think about Crowder, but yeah, he would he, also be he, some. He, but I don't know that he would get a ton. I don't know that he's going to get a ton of. We've been able to throw him at him. I mean, he's smart and he strong so they'll definitely throw it at him throw him out there i just think if you could pick a couple players in the nba to cover Giannis, i think you're i mean man the heat got people that would be pretty high up on that list i mean bam would be my top guy and then when you look at some of these these you know shorter players iguodala i mean just on knowledge alone you know to try to trick him into doing things he doesn't want to do angles yeah and then you know crowder same thing um so I, I'm, I'm giddy about that series, actually. I cannot wait. I'm not going to rule out the heat. Um, they have looked oh. good. 
and you know, let's say Milwaukee flops their way through the series against Orlando, oof, you know, it's uh, it's a spicy meatball or whatever they say. Um, <laughs> uh, let's go to where are we gonna go next, Cause? Let's go Dallas and Clippers. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, so big big story out of last night's game was the ankle injury to Luka Doncic. He I didn't actually get a good look at the injury itself. Um, people were acting like it was bad. Um, but he went to the back. He came back and and tried to play on it. Just didn't have it. Um, you know, credit to him for for trying. You know, I thought that everybody yeah. rode the line the right way. I mean, you do want to try to get him back out there and see if he can do it. And then you know they called it off in a, an appropriate amount of time. So you know, all good there for those that are concerned about the player's health. Um, closer than I thought this series would be i mean i think we talked about this a couple weeks ago i i i love the like three or four different guys that the clippers can throw at donkic but it didn't really Mm -hmm. play out that that way in the first two games um clippers possibly feeling things out um you know getting somebody like montrez harrell back you know working pieces back in you know veteran team you know favored you know, taking their opponent somewhat lightly, but did you see anything with the Mavs that made you think, okay, this is tighter than you really, you know, that, that they actually have a shot at, at, at winning the yeah, series with I a mean, healthy Doncic. We got to assume a healthy Doncic in that. Well, yeah, that first game, I mean, like, you know, it's kind of funny, like, and I don't, I guess I don't watch enough different, um, NFL, um, team coverages but like man the announcers for the nba are serious serious company men <laughs> to to justify no at all, these, these to, to even to even consider justifying those technicals oh god that, that, the, the paul george one the donkage the then then the other then you know getting to him porzingis to justify that at all is ridiculous this is these refs are not in front of twenty thousand people. They don't have a bunch of millionaires in the first row yelling and cursing them out all the time, and they feel emboldened. And they are completely. I mean, the only, the, the one thing that I've, I've hated about this bubble is like it's nothing. It's a foul fest. I mean, you you had don't get okay. Porzingis and the guy get, they get in each other's faces. Everybody walks away. You go to the monitor. Just come back. Like the, no one's forcing you to do anything. Why would you call a technical? Why would you call a technicals? The two guys throw their their fists. I mean, as far as technicals go for showing up a ref, the one on Paul George and the one on Porzingis. I mean, good God, it's the first game of the playoffs. They might be a little emotional, you know. I I, I just and, and everybody is the I mean, environment. I, I really thought I thought I forget who got the tech. Um, I, I, I don't know who it is, but they screamed so loud, uh, you know, all the expletives, and they're in an empty gym, you know. So like, yeah, but that's, I, I, no, nah, they, they're like, we're talking like the first quarter, even like, 
guys trying to go to the ref for normal conversation. They're like putting their hands out like, hey, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, you've been on me all night. It's like, dude, it's five minutes into the game. I, I've got a legit beef. I'm coming over to you respectfully and you're putting your hand out. <laughs> you know, there was a, me, yeah, I think know? yesterday was it, um, <clears throat> I saw it was in the heat and in the Pacers game, a lot of touchy ref stuff. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're there at that touchy level. Yeah, and they, I mean, that's, but, and that's, that's been, but that's been brewing forever. Like the refs, it seems like the refs and the players are at war at some level. It's like higher than the, what we could kind of perceive. Um, like well, Mark, Mark Davis, I think like like how many how many players want to kick that guy's ass? And he's giving it right <laughs> back to him. You know, he's like, no, man, I'll fight you, too. And it's uh, it's wild out there. But, but, you, but the, as but a fan, the, you want to see Kristaps Porzingis play, and that's the most important part of this conversation. And yeah. it's, it's unfair to the Dallas Mavericks that that happened. Um, I mean, what, what would people be saying? Like, can you like he, he kicked the second best player off the team? Like, what? Like, oh, the pace, the the Indiana Pacers beat the Shaq Kobe Lakers because they threw Kobe Bryant out of the game. And like, who who ever heard of that? Yeah, Scottie Pippen got thrown out of the game. Like, what, like this is. I mean, come on, come on. I, I think there's doing? a there's just an element of the bubble where like you see it in the kind of play that there is. I don't have uh, the pace has slowed down for the playoffs, so that's to be expected. But in the the seeding games. It just you ever watch practices where it's like you know like they're all running and you're like those teams don't run or this team doesn't run, you know it's just because it's practice and nobody cares you know they're just the yeah. tempo loosens up it turns into more of an open gym kind of an environment, and that, yeah. I feel like oh, yeah. we've seen that in the play until these first few games where things have really tightened up. Um, between that, well, oh, go ahead before I switch gears. Well, I mean, that's that's interesting that you say that because I think that is the main issue with the Clippers. They are just throwing around. Besides Kawhi, they and and uh, you know, I thought um, I thought Lou is taking his normal shots. Other than that, they're just walking up and down the court, chucking up shots. I mean, that they they've had more one pass possessions <laughs> in this series than I've. That mm. I've seen them have all. Speaking, of, just it's almost it's just one guy gets the ball and everyone stands there and it's they're they are playing. Ter- I don't think they're not trying. I don't think they're feeling things out. They are just playing awful offensive basketball and they are they're taking terrible shots that are allowing Dallas, who can shoot the lights out, to to get going. You know, I, I, that that's why I think they've been tight. Foot, footnote the one the one pass or or no pass shots when we talk about OKC, um, but but I was really I was going to spin us in this direction of of this the, the no home court advantage thing is really just wild to me because like not only do you have no sort of external stimuli to change the game right these guys yeah. are playing every other day so it's literally like line up play. Line up, play, line up, play. And you, you really like, I, I mean, my experience is, is, is not really important, but I can tell you like whenever like we lined up against somebody and we knew we could beat them, we never lost. It was like, you know, or if they could beat us, like there was not a lot of variance there. And I think that the home court advantage definitely helps 
shake people out of whatever kind of things they're in and give them that extra boost. And then you get a little bit of distance between games and the people kind of forget things and you get that variance that it just doesn't feel like that variance is, is here in the bubble. So these games with these three and O games or probably the game threes that are going to happen here today. I think that's going to all just be uh, very interesting to watch. Um, but that uh, for like a team like the Clippers, you know, they can turn it off and turn it on. Um, you know, I still look at them that way. Uh, and, but, but you're saying you think that, that the Mavs with a healthy Donkic, which is a pretty big question mark at this point, um, you think that they can string this out to six or seven, or is this, is this just like the, the Clippers are going to turn on the switch and, and uh, stop playing open gym ball? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think that if he – I wouldn't have thought – I think I had him in five – I think I had the Clippers in five, like, but having watched that first game, I mean, I think if he stayed healthy, I think it would go six. I mean, they're just, they're, they're clearly, you know, they, they have too much for him. Right. But I look at the way I think that Hardaway is playing really well. Um, You know, Porzingis had a good game last night. Uh, Seth Curry's playing pretty well. And I, you know, I just, I I I, I, underest- I definitely underestimate. I'll say I don't think they have a chance of. I mean, I still think it'll go five, but I, I definitely underestimate. It's funny because like uh, uh, this isn't even important, but uh, be- like Dorian Finney-Smith getting you know thirty plus minutes a game for the Mavs, like teams that were <laughs> hello Sacramento that were looking at like we need a a three four guy, you know man, and yeah. I, and it feels like Dorian Finney-Smith will like never leave Dallas. But, like, if you can have a guy like that on your team that just sort of eats minutes and is not a, not a zero, you know, and you can invest mm-hmm. in all these other positions, it's just such a nice thing to have. And um, yeah. that's kind of – that sums up the Mavs in a nutshell. They have players like Finney Smith. Trey Burke gave him 16 points in their win the other night. Uh, Dellen Wright. He's really found- yeah, Burke has found himself <laughs> – Bobin, Bobin is an interesting guy, not only because he's hilarious, um, you know, really well spoken, but he's like, you've seen all these pictures of him being like the, the guy trying to talk sense into Porzingis and the guy trying to talk yeah. sense into Donkic. And you right, kind of right. wonder, like, is he is he like at a leadership level that we don't even know? You know, um, it's possible. It, it, look, it seems that way. <laughs> it really does. It, his interview with um the TNT guys after the game, you know, he's just so personable and uh, that you, you, you kind of wonder if there's like a hidden leadership factor there. And it, well, I always think he's younger than he, he's, he's in his thirties. I mean, he's not like a kid, you know, so, like, so he's amazingly like fluid for his body type. <laughs> I mean, he did fight yeah. John wick. Did you so see that one? There you go. Did you see that? Yeah, no, I, it, it, it's worth I, it. I was not happy no. with the movie itself. I've it, not watched any of the. John, you've not watched sorry. any of the John Wicks. I've oh. not. I've not. Yeah. I think you got to cause. <laughs> I think that I think the the Wick John Wick stuff is a little overhyped because at first nobody thought the movie would be good, and then you know it's like Keanu Reeves out there doing a cra- bunch of crazy stuff. Um, but they're pretty good, and um, you, Bo- Bobin fights. Um, Keanu Reeves. All right. And did you see that Bill and Ted? Bill and Ted uh, is getting a reboot. 
Yeah, that I'll watch. I'll watch that for sure. <laughs> I'll probably watch that before the John Wick. <laughs> I'll watch that before John Wick. But, uh... <laughs> I want to get your take on John Wick, so you got to watch it. I never, yeah, I, 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 well, I'm sure they're fine. I just, I, I get to watch so few movies that I just have to be sparing with them, so. But uh, I'll check it out. Next time I'm in the mood for an action movie, I'll go jump. There we go. Thank you very much. Uh, okay, so I think Dallas is, like usual, kind of over-performing, pl- over, um, and uh, I don't think they have a shot in hell. If you do, right. please say so as I decide which game we're going to spin into next. And, and you know what? Let's go Denver and Utah so we can spend some minutes here. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Like, what yeah. happened? Man, I got this one wrong. I think like everything that I said in like our everything, show, right? like I was like, you, you asked him, you said you were down on, on Gobert because of his defense. <laughs> I, was like, was defense. I was like, the one thing I can't stand is his offense has been, he can't do this. He can't. But hey, you know what? I was waiting for somebody to call right me on. out on that. Cause like I'm posting my picks and I'm like, yeah, go bear. He's washed. <laughs> no, I didn't say that, but like, you know, like just going in full punching, throwing haymakers and every single one of them was wrong. Like, yeah. but, but it's, it's not yeah. fair because like, I don't think <laughs> Cause it's, been quick. <laughs> it's not fair. Cause, uh, like uh, first of all, starting with Don or, um, you know who I'm talking about, that guy. <laughs> Their fat center that refuses to play any defense, that guy. Oh, uh, Jokic. Jokic. Sorry. If, if, if any, I was up all night with Skyler. It was a mess. Um, so I'm having like little brain farts here and there. But, I mean, him or Joel Embiid, I don't know which one's playing like the, the, the least inspired defense. It is so bad. Like... Um, I think Jokic right now barely. I think Jokic. I, I, I what think I don't Jokic, get yeah. with Jokic is sometimes he's standing right there, and he doesn't even wave an arm at it. Like it's like just go by me. <laughs> and I, I think mean, he's frustrated. Right, that's the book on him. When he gets frustrated, he stops playing. Yeah, I, man, I, he kind of. He's in shape. I mean. They were so bad. I almost am like, is there something going on internally we don't know about? Yeah, yeah. Like they, they're not. They're not playing for, and they played so well in the in the. I mean, not, I shouldn't say well, but they fought. They looked like a team in game one that was prepared to go on a playoff journey. Not that they were going to come out or anything, but they looked like a team that you weren't going to see any. You, you, I would have never thought that they were going to quit. I would never thought that they would not fight for each other and and then that they would completely be all just doing their own thing. I mean, this was a couple of days ago, right? And people are (laughs) acting like like Gary Harris and and Will Barton being gone is a thing. And this guy's been gone a lot. Like, this isn't, like, new. Yeah. The no. I mean, there is this big problem they have with, you know, you have Jamal Murray and, and Jokic, who apparently my, I can't remember his name anymore. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., you know, you, you get these bad defenders. And, and Millsap, for all he brings with intelligence, and occasionally he cranks it up and makes a really good defensive play. Like, he's, he's slow. You know, you can get around him, you can get under him. You know, there's just a lot of ways to beat him. 
And so it's bad, you know? I think they got to play Jeremy Grant like 45 minutes a game at this point because, like, he can slide his feet and do some things. Uh, Donovan Mitchell just is like... I haven't seen... I, he might be the guy that's picking on people the most in these playoffs. I can't... <laughs> I don't know if... Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. But, like, he's just like, nope, I can jump higher than you. I'm faster than you. I, I'm not missing. So I'm just going to keep punishing you. Um, yeah. Tory Craig can't cover him. He's the guy you would look to for a little bit of a defensive boost. Uh, yeah. Grant can't cover him. I mean, that's your best case scenario yeah. right there. Yeah. And, and it's, I think what, what's, it's like, what's disheartening, I think, where this could really, we'll see about the next game, but <laughs> like, you don't ever want to be like, obviously, like, no one can cover the great players one on one. Like, but they don't, see, but it seems like Donovan Mitchell is under the impression that he can just, like, if he needed a, if he needed a 20 point quarter, he'd just go get it. And that's not a good thing. Well, they're playing <laughs> like, so downhill. He did, like, he, he, he's just kind of just walking around out there. And, like, it's like, it's really it's not good. It's not good. They 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 are in a really Denver's in a really bad situation. Mike, Mike Conley see, showed up more. from having a kid and didn't miss in that game. Yeah. And he's been awful. Yeah. Yeah, it's like everybody's <laughs> level went up by about ten and I mean, the Jazz were struggling. Like this it, yeah. it, it I mean, obviously playoffs are different than the bubble. Um but Rudy Gobert, none of those points count, by the way. <laughs> it's like, there's no defense. Like, Gobert looks like a freaking offensive weapon out there. And yeah, uh, he doesn't need <laughs> I think that they've got to figure out. They, I, I don't know why. Um, you know, they, they got to probably stop switching against Mitchell. They got to do something to disrupt his rhythm and flow. They, they got to sell out or put all defenders on the floor. You know, I, I would have benched Jokic. In at any point in time during that game yesterday, to send the message well, like, dude, you have to play. Yeah, I mean, I would have benched all of them. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to get blown out by thirty something points, I, I mean, like Mason you might Plumley as, might as well get bowl get bowl some minutes, you know, <laughs> like what? you might as well. I don't, I don't subscribe to that because when you're getting blown out and then you also have somebody go out there and do kind of ridiculous things, that's like a really bad feeling. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, well, not only we lose by 40, but we're getting embarrassed on top of the embarrassment. Yeah, but I, I mean, like, I'm of the, I mean, I'm of the belief that, like, you, you create that stuff. Like, that's the, they can all be, and, and I think that if you want to be mad at me as the coach, that's fine. Maybe that'll pull you guys together. But, like, you had your shot <laughs> to have some pride and represent yourself like a professional athlete, and you decided not to. So, see, now, now don't get upset because Bull Bull tried to go between his legs, you know, you know and uh, tried, to, tried to shake, you know, somebody, and then he got picked and got dunked up. That, that's, not, that's not my fault. You could have you protected him and protected your team by playing hard. You chose not to. I, I don't know if this is you his know? natural shot, but, like, there was 
garbage time and like the whistle blew and he took one of those threes that you know if you're messing around you put a ton of arch on it and yeah and i'm like just cracking up like that's totally the book on you in a 40 point loss to to be like floating high arcing threes after the whistle you know with with no levels of seriousness um so where do they go from here is the first question that pops in my head because i mean it's still a 2-1 series they won the first game and actually looked like the better team so i mean that's so strange (laughs) the picture of michael malone in the first quarter like like kind of like he lost his entire life savings on a really bad bet when he was drunk one night like that is powerful man like they're gonna they're 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 at a point right now with the franchise i think you know if it continues to spin south like malone's job will be in jeopardy like mm-hmm. the integrity of the kind of the, the game plan will be up for grabs and they got to be yeah. wondering what is porter with you know murray and and the guy whose name i can't remember nikola Jokic. you know that's a terrible defensive look how yeah. how how, how do you build about around that? You can't have three subpar defenders in your starting lineup. You no. just can't. You, you can't. You can't. I mean, you can have three average guys. You can't even really have three average guys. You, you can't, and especially the kind of minutes that they need. You just can't have three terrible defenders. In your I thought lineup, the decision so. to start Michael Porter, remember I asked in the, one of the shows, I was like, Hey, what, at what point do they turn to these young guys or turn to like the grants and, and, you yeah. know, and Michael Porter and yeah, the injuries do matter here. You know, um, that's probably playing a role in, in why he's starting. But I thought like, you, you can't have him starting in this game. Like, he was already picked on defensively. You're having defensive problems. The way that the Nuggets get back into this series is on the defensive side of the floor. Because if Utah just keeps scoring in a layup line, their defense is going to be energized yeah. for one. Your offense, everybody's going to be hanging their heads. Like, you're, you're dead at that point. So you have to, like, sell out on defense at this point, right? Yeah, it's good. We'll see what the uh, – we'll see what um... – the first quarter brings. I mean, this is one where like it's going to be pretty obvious, right? On what do they play Sunday? Like the, it's the going first to be minute. Real obvious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, I mean, like <laughs> I would you're definitely going to be able to see what's going on. Really I would quickly. pump up the minutes for Monty <laughs> Morris. Uh huh. I would pump them up for for uh, Grant. Like just max the sliders on whatever you're comfortable with Monty Morris playing in a, in a two guard look next to, you know Jamal Murray, uh, Mason Plumley. Yeah. I would pump up his minutes. If if Jokic isn't defending, they come from him. If you got to play those guys together for like you know five minutes during the game just to get some additional minutes for Mason Plumley, you got to get somebody who wins fifty fifty balls. Like they they just yeah, they're just walking around. they're getting they're just a fighter that's just getting their ass kicked and they got nothing right now it's like i would take the guy on my team that will start a fight even you know yeah like it's at that Seriously. level it's like you suck but you'll start a fight and you'll change this a little bit okay get on in there you know start your fight and we'll pull you out um yeah i don't know where this series goes like i have like if if you ask me to I don't know bet i would take utah and i about four days ago said that the Denver Nuggets were like printing money or something stupid. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, if you were... Um, yeah, and another thing, too, when you lose like that, it's like everybody got hot, you know? Like, if you were struggling, <laughs> if you were struggling, all of a sudden you're feeling good, right? Even like a guy like, okay, I'm looking at the line, like Joe Ingles, you know, he 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 didn't, he only took like two shots, didn't be played. But they won by 40, so he still doesn't feel bad. He's not, like, he's not like hanging his head. He's like, dude, we won, we won by 40. I know I'm not going to play that bad again. So <laughs> it's no big deal. Like every single player feels really good. You know, so that's a, that's not good going into a game that you must win if you're the other team. Yeah, they're feeling really good. Like they they, they probably feel the best they've ever felt. So that sums up that series. Yeah. I'm I'm not gonna. I'll make if I had to make a pick, I'd make the the Utah pick for the rest of the series. But yeah. um, I don't know. Like I, the reason why I bet that game yesterday was it. It just feels like one is too high, one is too low. These things tend to regress. Um, you know, I was hoping to catch it on the regression and it never happened. And that's kind of the story of this bubble. It's either going to like teams are either who you think they are or they're not. And that's the pick. Like I, I picked that the, that the nuggets weren't what we were seeing. They actually are what we were seeing. So then I have to adjust, <laughs> um, you know, OKC Houston. That's the next one on the docket. They, Oof. So I went into that series with the assumption, and this is where this is my bad. I completely just, you know, space this that Chris Paul is like, I didn't account for Chris Paul being an inconsistent playoff performer. I thought he would be, you know, go in there and want to take care of business and and run things the way that they kind of need to be run. And then Billy Donovan getting coach of the year cred this year just reeks of bad team that like you know did kind of well like that offense and he's done this in prior years that's that was my original point this offense is about as ugly as i've seen an offense be short of the sacramento kings um one 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 shot not even a pass sometimes i even passed they're there yeah nobody's moving nobody's doing anything like they are they are uh they're awful. They're tough to watch. They're tough to watch. I mean, like, you can't have in your in your eight man rotation. You can't have six guys that do like three or four heat checks a game. Like <laughs> the some of the shots you're like they and kept especially on, not was, those guys. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like they keep on bringing it back to like to like ten or twelve, and then they would just have the worst offensive possessions. And I'm not gonna go that it was I'm not gonna throw it all on Chris Paul because I thought there was a lot of times where they just like wouldn't give him the ball. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he's like it's like he passes points. it ahead to get the defense to move a little bit and it never comes back right. to him. And it never and it never got to a set. I mean like dude like what's homeboy's name uh uh, who's the defensive kid? Are you talking shy? Well, Ro- Ro- or, or are you Roberson talking Lugens Fer- Dort? The Rubers- Roberson, Roberson and Ferguson. Ferguson. They were just... They looked like... Ferguson took some like shots like... Dude, like you think you're Clay Thompson after he's made five? <laughs> like I do remember one. Doing? It was about three feet behind the arc, and it was it was like three, three, con- 
contested. One of them was like a contested. Well, that's all these. It's like this is the, the – and you were asking about the bubble earlier, like kind of the style of offense. Like there's so much analytic-driven three-point shooting. It is really hard to watch sometimes. Like these guys are doing these these off-the-dribble, you know, like I'm going to like give you three, four crossovers, you know, and it's all the – it's the loose dribble. Uh, loose dribble, you know, there's a tight tight dribble and a loose dribble, and, and, and this isn't, like, official terms or anything, but, like, you just see a lot of guys who can't dribble with their loose dribble doing four crossovers and then stepping back behind three and launching, and you're like, whoa, uh, I didn't think Terrence Ferguson that you were up for that, and, of course, they're not. Um, Houston, for their part, you know, I just... They don't even need Russell Westbrook in this series. Oh, he ain't playing this series. Yeah, he, he crazy. Russell Westbrook is not playing in this series. Props to him for his uh, <laughs> his no sleeves and trucker hat combo for what the was game. The shirt, the shirt was, like the shirt, shirt was great. It was like Iron, Iron Maiden or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like old hair bands or something like that. That's uh, I, I'm liking the the bubble for the 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 no suits, and yeah, because uh, he he dresses better when he's dressing like that than he does when he looks like a, you know, <laughs> looks like a, <laughs> it's like Rafael a ma- Nadal I, knockoff. Yeah, <laughs> or like a Mad Libs, you know, a game of Mad Libs dressed him. I don't know. I I, I'm, I, I my fashion is pretty much terrible. So, uh, Houston. So sweeps this maybe yeah oh yeah oh yeah no doubt i mean i'm shocked i thought this was i thought okc would i pick okc in six i think i mean but i can't there's no way i can't emphasize enough how bad billy donovan's been though like you don't call a timeout to stop this stuff he's been bad but like i think they they're not even like trying. Like how many open guys? Did, how many how many corner threes are you gonna give up before you go out there? Like I, they're making they're making people feel like superstars out there. It like, just makes you wonder: is this about Chris Paul? Like Chris Paul, did he piss them all off? I don't think so. They they well for see like the game one was like. I thought they were nervous a little bit at these at the crucial times. They, they were. I thought they were a little nervous and kind of like. I thought that's where Billy Donovan really needed to get control of it. But they just kept on shooting. Like, like that's the thing about this way of play when you're just chucking stuff up. Like, it, just because it goes in doesn't make it a good shot. And then, so what, they've been playing this way all year, and now. Now, when the lights are on, the shots weren't falling, and they all kind of fell apart on defense. I mean, just not even trying. They were, and, and the funny thing about their offense is, like, they looked confused at times. They're playing Houston. They are playing the Houston Rockets, and they looked confused. I mean, like, D'Antoni sitting there like, wow. <laughs> See, people think that I'm a bad defensive coach. I guess if you never talk about defense, that's the best way to This is defense. why media people, like, probably, I don't know who, who should vote for, for stuff, but, like, coach of the year is, like, the worst, like, media-given uh, award in the NBA. I don't know about other sports. It is just annually terrible. Terrible. That's terrible. 
You, you, you see the, the bit last night on Championship Chuck? That was uh, good stuff. They're making that fun was of pretty funny. Playoff P. Was, uh, Playoff. That's like the worst nickname ever. And of course, it would go to Paul George. And let's go to the Lakers. Not that those two things tie in. Um, Lakers in Portland. This, uh, the first game, they looked terrible. The Lakers did. Like, LeBron looked yeah. bad. Anthony Davis looked bad. The, I didn't think LeBron looked bad. I, I, I just couldn't get with, like, the, 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 the... I know nobody's making a shot around him, but, like, I just don't like where he takes the ball on the floor. Like, I've, I, and I don't like the way that they set him up. Like, I, I would be playing two-man two game of some variety with those, you know, those two guys. And, but what, they, what you saw in this last game, too was LeBron on the block a lot. I did like that. I just think his physicality, like when he's standing on the perimeter and looking sort of over the top of the defense, but there's nothing going on with that, you know, it results in a lot of these, you know, he, he took a three in that game, game one, that was like th- three or four feet behind the line. And he, I think he barely grazed the rim on it. And I was just sitting there thinking, yeah, yeah you don't care about this game. <laughs> No, I mean, like, I don't think. I think when a lot of, I think when a lot of bigger guys are struggling with their shot, they, it's a, it's a weird thing. Like, a lot of guys that are just strong and they're struggling, sometimes they'll step back just to like kind of get their bearings right. I don't, I don't know that he's because he's so inconsistent as a shooter which always cracks me up when I see him taking like tons of threes. But um, I thought he was on the block early in the game in game one, but no one was doing anything. No one was moving. No one was like, no one was trying. So then he, he got into like, okay, well, let me just do what I want to do. And he's always going to kind of fall on um, handling the ball at the top of the key. But I thought he tried. I thought they were, just really inactive. I thought everyone was just kind of standing around. Besides, uh, what's his name? I tell you what. I, I tell you, Mr. Kuzma. That hey. guy believes in Kuzma. He, <laughs> he, you're not gonna. You're not gonna ever have a. He is never gonna walk off the court and say, "Hey, I didn't get mine." <laughs> he's gonna go. He's gonna go two for thirty if he has to. But he's no regrets. No I, regrets. I, I, I don't. Speaking of comps, like I don't have a Renee Zellweger for him. Like he's he's got such a an offensive game, and he's so bad on defense, and yeah, I mean I know there's a ton of those players that have walked the walked the world, but like it just seems different with Kuz, like because he's he's he seems like maybe he would have the talents, but he's like nah, I'm good with just offense. He's got a lot of, he's got a lot of flexibility issues. Like he's got to work on his flexibility. Yeah. He, doesn't really get, he can't get down in any kind of remotely good defensive stance. I mean, he's, he's like he's, he's like bowing like a dojo or something. You know, like what are you doing? And he's got Who no no awareness at all. You know, he's like defense. Like that's this what we do to pass the time to get to offense. And yeah. uh, they uh, so they they do they did though spank the 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 blazers in this last one is that collins out for the playoffs that takes a lot of the steam out of things for them um 
but he's, they've, he is out for the yeah, he's, he's out for the playoffs that now. Yep, that's official. Okay. Um, oh. the, the, the the first of all, it's not surprising to see an eight seed that's been trucking through the seeding games to get to the eight seed come out and punch the the one seed who doesn't care in the mouth. Like that happens all the time. Um, the way Dame did it, you know, with these fifty foot, thirty foot, whatever you want to call them, three pointers, like you know, that's been talked about a ton. They're going to run out of gas at some point, especially losing Zach Collins. Um, yeah, and, and cause you're kind of coming in and out here. Um, I think you're back, but the uh, yeah, I don't think I that the, the the Blazers are dead. Because I'm not, I'm not convinced about this Lakers team at all. Uh, but would you say that that Portland has a puncher's chance in this series still? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, you, you, that, that game, even I think I even tweeted that the game didn't feel right. Like I felt like Portland was going to come back, um, or that it was because I think they were down like, I think they were down like eleven, or, and I was like, the Lakers weren't really doing anything. And I was like, I think that the, the Portland's about to go on a run or something. And they, the, but instead they just kind of like, they looked really tired in the Lakers. Like they really cranked it up their effort. And that's, and I think it went up to like 17 or something, a half. And then it was kind of like the, the Portland couldn't really get going. I think all the, um, all the emotions and energy they took to get there, I think took, took a toll a little bit. And they really, they really were playing like a team that was actually going to go back to Portland. Like they, they, it's almost like they forgot that there's that they're still in the bubble and like, oh, we could we could lose this game because we have the home court now. It's like it was really it was really interesting um, the way they were playing. But the the one thing that they had, you know, they even though they played poorly, you know, the Lakers still cannot cover McCollum and them. Lillard, so they have that in their back pocket. I thought I felt bad for um, Nurkic because he was he was all over the floor. And he was like, "Does anybody want to play hard with me? Anybody feel like they want to show up today?" So, like I, I completely get it. If you're Damian Lillard and you have like a bad half and you don't have the energy, because the, the, what that dude's been doing, putting the team on his back in those kinds of moments, I mean, sure. Maybe it's like, you know, it's like nothing to him, but I mean, to, to rise and fire from 35 or the logo or whatever he's doing. And in the, in the face of those deep, that's like a lot of mental, like, man, you got to have some confidence in yourself to do that. And, you know, to, to poop out at, at, you know, whatever point I, I kind of get that, um, though I've always been of the mind that effort is something that just doesn't wane. It, it does. Yes. It does wane a little bit. Um, you can't go 110% all the time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that he can't. It can't wane with him. You know, for them having a chance. Well, I mean, just just the, the way that you've kind of built yourself is this ultimately like you have it doesn't matter if you're like like to me he can't have 14 shots like i don't care he goes six for 14 i don't care about the six he's got to get that thing up 25 times and and just live with it but because that's gonna like but when he was down 
then everybody just went with it. There was no reason for Gabriel to not be playing hard. Like he didn't play hard because Dame wasn't playing hard. You know, those those like leadership uh, is everything. It, it, it's everything. So I, you know, like I, I just I just felt like that that there was a time that he could have like he could have he could have he could have done a little more. I was a little bit disappointed. One, in, disappointed. one interesting thing I've seen out of Tro- uh, Portland is that they've got Gary Trent Jr. defending LeBron, mm-hmm. and and man, Gary Trent Jr. is going to make money on that next contract because he's actually surviving that matchup a tiny bit. Yeah. Um. So props to him. Whiteside's been pretty good. Hazonia played 21 minutes in the last one. The LeBron stopping Mario Hazonia, um, <laughs> worst <laughs> like, decision maker in the history of the NBA. <laughs> Like let let's just take a second though, like think about how awful a defender Mario Hazonia is if if Terry Stotts looks at Gary Trent who's like two inches tall and says like you, you know take what? him <laughs> you got him he, he wasn't swayed by the film I mean when when no. when when Hazonia stopped LeBron in New York and you know it was like in front of everybody like he he gained a lot of credibility from that one moment. Like he's literally like he's he's literally like the most impressive body that the game of basketball has ever seen. And, and Terry Stotts is like, yeah, we put the short guy on him because you are just awful. <laughs> I can't even. I, I and I really need this guy on offense, but I don't care. He's our only chance. I bet the Mario Hazonia stories, like from coaches that have coached him, are just out of control. Great. <laughs> Like you want to know why he played zero minutes for thirty straight games? Uh, that guy's got some Kyle Kuzma level confidence. Um, so, so you do have you have Portland as a puncher's chance because I kind of don't, and I don't, yeah. and I, mean, I, I and I don't have any faith in, in LA. It's it's more I just think Portland runs out of gas, and and LeBron and you know AD have enough to get them across this this series, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see game three. That'll tell. I think, again, you'll see in the first half if there if there's anything um, to be had there uh, for Portland. So. Well, that's uh, that's a lot of basketball we just talked. And we did cover some some impressive topics. We didn't cover the taxidermist, which maybe we'll, we'll bust that out for another show. Um, yes. Some scheduling things yeah. me and Kaz will talk about offline, so we'll figure out um, when we're doing our next show. But uh, we're, we're getting into the, the, the meats and potatoes of this, folks. Um, you know, the second round's going to be here before we know it. And um, pretty much, like, things are just happening. The NBA draft's happening right after that. Uh, you got free agency that'll be delayed a little bit. We're getting news about when the season will start. You know, it's kind of looking like a February thing. So uh, no shortage of things to talk about. Um, you can follow that conversation online. I, I tell you. It's one of the most robust, in-depth, interactive conversations you will see anywhere online, on Twitter at KOZANDBRU Show, and on Facebook, Facebook.com slash KOZANDBRU Show. Cause what would you say the over under is on posts? That well, I we've did made? post this. I posted this week. Did I, what did you post this week, Cause? I, sh- I shared something. I don't know. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I shared something. <laughs> I definitely shared something to the Facebook. It had to be a meme. I don't know if it was uh, <laughs> I don't know which one it was. I saw a good one. It was like LeBron's talking to Adam Silver, and he's like, after this is after game one, he's like, yeah, I swear, Dame left the bubble, and he and he took he took Caldwell Pope with him. 
<laughs> oh, the internet. Yeah, follow us there. Yes. You're gonna get great, great nuggets like that. Um, we will let you guys know when we're when we're um, doing a show next after we do the show. So you guys will have no advance notice. It'll be great. Another one's in the books, folks. Peace.